This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templesports.com. Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with William Penn's Todd Hafner this evening. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on tonight. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's it's kind of our um, uh, heart north preview after I get off the phone with you. Uh, I'm going to be talking uh, some heart north preview, so I figure bring you in and let's talk some statesman football. Um, William Penn's quite an old program. I, I was looking back through the record books. It goes back to 1892. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. what, what kind of what kind of uh, tradition do you do you tell your your kids about? You know, when they when they come and uh, step foot on your campus. Well, you know, it, it's one of those things where you know the Outland Trophy was named after a player from William Penn. To be honest with you, um, we have um, one of the first uh, African American players in, in football played at William Penn. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we're proud of. You know, it's uh, uh, you know back in the early days, you know, William Penn struggled. In the early 70s, my dad and a great group of guys and a great group of football players uh, played here, and they really got the program turned around, and they hit some some hard times in the in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s, and, you know, we were fortunate to take it over at a good time in the early 2000s, and, uh, you know, we got this thing going in the right direction. Um, you know, the last couple of years have been disappointing for us just on a wins and losses basis, but... You know, we, we continue to recruit great kids, and we have such a great place to go to school that, um, you know, we're very proud of what we have and, and where we've come from and, and, and what we've done here. You talk about your your dad uh, playing at, at William Penn uh, back in the 70s. Um, between uh, your dad, you, and your son, you've got three generations of Hafners that, um, you know, have weaved their story into – uh, the history of William Penn. Uh, talk about just that football heritage in your family for just a moment, if you would. Well, my dad played here in the early 70s, and, and William Penn was an NAI football. Um, I mean, you can call him a powerhouse. I mean, in 1972, they had um, a defense that gave up 126 yards per game total yards, mm-hmm. and that's the. it's still an Iowa conference record, but it's, it's one of the records in the NAIA. And, um, you know, for me to be able to come here and, and uh, I was actually born at that time. I was born in the, in 1970. Uh, obviously I don't remember any of the time when dad was playing, but just haven't been around Oskaloosa and things like that. Um, so I remember that before I came back and, you know, to be able to be a part of that, and get this program back to where, you know, those guys that dad played with are, you know, they're proud of their university and proud of the William Penn football program. And, you know, and then to recruit Tyler and have Tyler be our starting quarterback for a couple of years and now on staff, it's just, uh, you know, it's a great it's a great place to be. We're very proud of what we've done and, and to know that the guys that played here during Dad's time and, you know, in the 80s and 90s can be proud of, of William Penn and where, where it's come to. Come to um, it's just really fun to be a part of that and, and what we've done here. Now, um, you kn- would know a thing or two about rivalries um you played at pittsburgh state in your college days um and there's there's a couple of really nice rivalries that pittsburgh state plays uh one with northwest missouri state and emporia state uh is is another one uh there um 
who would you consider William Penn's big rival? Oh, I mean, hands down, no question, Grandview. Um, you know, we're we're less than sixty miles from each other. Um, you know, we're we're until last year the games have been very competitive and. You know, it's just, it's so fun because, you know, we recruit a lot of the same kids. Um, Coach Woodley, even Mike Woodley, and now Joe um, have really become pretty good friends. I say pretty good. I mean, I'd say we're we're really good friends. We, we call each other and talk to each other and ask each other a lot of things. And um, so it's it's a very, it's a it's an intense rivalry, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of uh, mutual respect on both sides. And um, it's just, it's so fun for all of our sports to be able to go play them um, because they're good at everything, um, and you know, and, and a lot of our sports are really good right now, and so, you know, the games and the competitions are very good, and um, it's just it's it's just turned into a really nice competitive rivalry, and so without question, it has to be Grandview. So, looking at your um, looking at your 2019 season. Um, you don't start out the way that the way that you want. Um, you know, obviously, you're, you're playing two um, teams in the top twenty to begin your season, um, and then you go and play at Baker, and you go and you shock Baker at Baldwin City. Um, what you know? Uh, what what clicked that night? Um, or that day, it was a one one o'clock game. Um, yeah. what, what clicked that day, and, and what was that like for your kids to, to you know upset them at on their home turf? Well, the you know the, the thing about it was you know we knew that you know other than Benedictine, I mean Benedictine beat us up pretty good, but um, you know Mid American Nazarene the week before we played Baker, and even Evangel in week one, you know we, we really hurt ourselves, and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them; they were very good football teams. But you know we turned it over five times against Evangel, we turned it over four times against Mid Am. Um, you know, so going into the Baker game, we knew that if we could just control the football, that we would, um, you know, ha- have a chance. I mean, you, you have to keep it away from them offensively. Uh, you have to be able to do some things, you know, uh, offensively to hold on to the football. You have to be able to do some things to get them off the field, make them punt a few times. And you have to do some things in the special teams uh, game. And, and, you know, we really did it that day. We controlled the ball for like 36 minutes of the game. Um, we, we limited them until the very end. You know, they had a, a long drive right at the very end. We were playing prevent. They did a good job of kind of picking it apart. And made us nervous at the end, you know, but we returned a punt for a touchdown. And so we, we just did a lot of really good things that day. We played good, solid football. We didn't turn the ball over. We punted when we had to. We played good defense. And so I was just so proud of the kids for, you know, we started 0-3 and, and really felt that we could have been, you know, two and one or, you know, one and two at the, at the worst, but we weren't, uh, but they never lost faith. They had a great attitude. We had a great week of practice that week. And um, it was really fun to go down there. That was the only team in 16 years um, of coaching that I had, you know, we had beat as a staff. Um, so of all of our years in the heart now, we've got at least one victory against every team. And that was big for us. We talked about that a lot last year too. So it was a fun day to go down there and beat them. Um, I'm sure they'll be thinking about that, you know, when they come up here this year. But uh, uh, but it was a good day for us uh, last year down there. The week after, uh, you return home and you play to a 7-7 tie. How, yeah. how unsatisfying is that? It, it was bad. It really was. And, and Coach Callaway and I, I mean, we tried everything to, to get the game in. You know, we, it was halftime. We made it to halftime. 
And and right before half, with about 30 seconds left, it just started pouring rain. Well, the rain wasn't the issue. It was the lightning. Mm. And it just started lightning and just kept lightning and lightning and lightning. Um, you know, we, we sat in. We sat in the locker room for about two hours, and we came out, and the officials got us together, and we're like, you know, what do we want to do? And we both almost immediately said, we want to play. So we waited about another hour, um, and it was a, it was probably about 10 o'clock at this point in time. And we looked at the radar, and it, it was the lightning was clear down to Kansas City. We were right in the track of it and just wasn't going to stop. And they had a, you know, they have a five hour trip back home or four and a half hour trip back home. And so for them to drive down and and then come back the next day and it was just a mess. And so we just both agreed that, you know, this is just how it's going to have to be. This is the fate of this game. We'll call it a tie and, and we'll move on and get ready for next week. So looking at 2020 coming up, um, you know, you returned four um, all heart North selections, um, including uh, a fullback who almost went for a thousand yards uh, rushing yeah. and um, you know you're, you're tied end and uh, and your leading tackle uh, tackler on defense um, on on offense um, you know you're also losing three all-conference offensive linemen um, and both of the uh, quarterbacks that that played uh, most of your your season last year how do you um how do you put the pieces back together and and get ready for september 12th well um you know offensively our fullback ben sherman is is been a mainstay i mean he's he's one of our strongest kids he's he's a great person he's a good student Uh, he's a hard worker i mean he deserves everything that he gets um, and actually, our, our our quarterback that ended the season with us decided to go to grad school here at William Penn. Okay. So he so he has an extra year. So we get Alex back for a year, which we're really excited about. Alex brings a lot of toughness and great leadership. Again, he's a great student. Um, you know, up front, you know, we're we're replacing all of them. You know, we we all there were three of them that had earned some type of all conference, but all all five of them are gone. So we're replacing all five guys up front. Um, our tight end is, is as good as anyone in the country. He's a great kid. Um, and then defensively with Jace and, uh, you know, a couple other starters in the secondary returning plus a couple guys up front. You know, we feel good about defensively. We're just going to be young up front on offense and we're going to have some things that, uh, you know, we're going to need to iron out during camp to, to find out who the best five are up front. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can put a really good team on the field um, and, and, and move the ball and score some points. But we feel good about where we're at. If I gave you the choice of, of having to break in a new quarterback or a new offensive line, which one of those two are you picking? Uh, well, if you're talking about all five guys up front, we'd rather <laughs> break in a new quarterback. But, uh, <laughs> but, but we are where we are. And, and you know, we've, we've some of these kids that we think are going to play for us this year have been waiting their turn. And, um, you know, it's their time to step up. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll – we feel good, you know. It's it's always a little bit nerve wracking, but it, it's not like we're just going to be playing a bunch of incoming freshmen. I mean, these kids have been in our program for a while; they know our system, and um, so so they'll be ready to go. What's been the most unexpected thing in this year of unexpected things? Um, you know, just in in uh, getting guys back on campus. Uh, what's what's kind of been the uh, the unexpected thing for you? 
Well, I, I think it, you know, if you talk to any football coach, we, we want, we just want answers, you know, just give us some answers so we can plan. And right now that the most unexpected thing is the unexpected, the unexpectedness of everything, you know, it, it's almost a day to day thing. And, you know, it's, you know, you get a, you get a camp schedule all done and then tomorrow we may go in and say, well, now you can't, you have to make sure that you do this. Well, that may change three things in our practice plan for, for that day. And so, um, you know, we're, we're excited about, you know, just our, our, we're just excited to have our kids back. I mean, we haven't seen some of these kids, you know, after the season last year, um, after the season last year, we, 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 you know, we lift a little bit, but for the most part, it's just take finals and then the kids go home and then they come back and start lifting. And gosh, we didn't even have hardly any time. We didn't have any spring ball or anything. So, we're just excited to be able to play football and have our kids back on campus. And, um, but the unexpectedness of everything is, is, has been the craziest part of all this. Really has. It's, yeah, it's yeah. been just a, like you said, it's, it's a day by day thing almost, um, you yeah. know, watch, watching this unfold. Um, you know, before I let you go, you know, you're entering into your 14th season at William Penn here. Um, Actually, it's my 17th, if you can believe that. 17 seasons, okay. wow, since 2004. Yeah, it's been a long time. I obviously can't do math then um, because I knew it was 2004. I saw the number and yeah. I went, 14 seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, obviously, I can't do math. Um <laughs> <laughs> What's there's a, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Hey man, time time keeps going <laughs> a little faster than I think it will. Um, right. You know you're you're now the winningest coach in in William Penn history. Um, how have you gone about uh, setting the standard, uh, creating the culture um, to to create a, a culture of success at William Penn? Well. That's a good question, and, and it's, it's one I haven't been asked for a long time, to be honest with you, so I appreciate you asking that. But I think the biggest part of, of the success of the program is, number one, the people that you, you put around you. I mean, the assistant coaches, um, the players, I mean, they just – I mean, you can't do any of it without good players. But I think, you know, the, the assistant coaches, and, and we, we've done a good job of recruiting kids that are good kids. And I think that that's important for a lot of programs. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, Morningside and those kids graduating and doing such good things in the community and, and Grandview and Benedictine and all those kids are, they're just good kids. And I think that we've been able to do that. Um, our administration number two has been fantastic from really day one, you know, when we got here in 2004, um, because the culture wasn't very good. And they, and they basically just said, we want you to change the culture. So how are you going to do that? And I said, well, you know, we're going to try and instill discipline. We're going to instill some accountability and reliability. And, and, you know, we're going to make the kids, you know, try and help the kids trust each other and trust us. And so, and they just said, well, then I don't know how you're going to do that, but go do it, you know, and, and they just kind of got out of the way, but they've given us the tools we've needed to be successful. And so, um, and, and then, you know, the, the, the third, part to this is the community has been fantastic. You know, they, they do so much for us. We have a, had a golf tournament this year and, 
and we had 31 four-person golf teams at a, at a fundraiser in the middle of a pandemic. And I mean, it was just, it was just crazy, but, um, you know, and so it's, it's just things like that, you know, and, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention what the administration's trying to do right now for our kids. I mean, um, you know, we're testing everybody. I mean, the school has, you know, two, um, COVID testing machines that, that we've been able to, to acquire through, um, you know, the school. So everybody, every person, including coaches and students and athletes that come to campus is getting COVID tested right here on campus. And I know the result in 15 minutes. Um, we have an app called the Presage app that, um, the kids use every single morning before they come to practice. So if they have any types of, uh, any types of um, symptoms they know right away before they even come to the facility. So, I mean, th- they go above and beyond to try and make sure that, that this is a great place to be. Uh, I, I don't know of any other schools in the country that, are, that have these machines or have this app that are able to do what we do. And it's all about our kids. It's all about keeping them safe and making sure that, that uh, when they wake up in the morning and they show up at the facility that they know the guy next to them um, is healthy and, and ready to go. And I just, I can't thank the administration enough for, for doing things like that for our kids. Something to be said to knowing that you can rely on your brother next to you, not only that he's going to do his job, but that, uh, you know, he's all also, you know, safe to be next to. Yes. That, that's a great point. I mean, such a great point because, you know, if you have any questions at all when you line up next to somebody of, well, can I get close to this guy without getting sick? You know, we don't we don't have to worry about that. Our kids don't have to worry about that. And that's it's such a great feeling that they can go to practice relaxed and know that, that we're doing our part to try and help them out. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. And uh, we look forward to seeing some heart football uh, come the fall. Hopefully, uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We'll, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to see some gosh darn football i sure hope so i sure hope so but Corey, i appreciate you you contacting me and asking me to come on i love doing things like this i love talking about wayne penn university and the football program and i sure thank the you know that you guys for what you do and, and for nai football i mean the the amount of exposure that you guys are giving us is is enormous and we we love it we appreciate it and, um again I, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on tonight hey it's our pleasure coach all right. All right, guys. That was William Penn head coach Todd Hafner uh, appearing on the show. We'll go ahead and go into the Heart North preview. Um, obviously, last year uh, we look at at Grandview, and and Grandview just runs away with the Heart North with that stifling defense. Um, you know, they've got a lot coming back. They've got 13 returning all-conference selections, um, you know, including their starting quarterback, Johnny Sullivan, who um, completed over 60% of his passes, almost 2,000 yards. If he didn't get hurt, he probably would have gotten there and tossed over three times as many touchdowns as interceptions. They've got their starting running back, starting wide receiver, three, uh, three starting all-conference uh, offensive linemen, and starters at every defensive level coming back, um, as well as a, a good kicker in Nathan Hamilton. Um, they're going to be 
quite good. Um, Joe Woodley's got a, you know, had a good team uh, last year, and I really think that second year under under him as head coach, you're going to have a good squad there. Tom Saleh over at Culver Stockton's got a heck of a program going there as well. He's got 17 returning all-conference selections, including 15 of 22 starters. You've got four all-conference offensive linemen coming back, including Andrew Rupchich, the reigning Piesman winner. Their starting quarterback, starting running back, two starting wide receivers, and a whole host of defensive uh, folks. Um, they've really got a lot of great players. And then we just got off the phone with Todd Hafner. Todd Hafner has a really good William Penn program running uh, their their um, option offense there uh, through Ben Sherman, who ran for 988 yards and seven touchdowns a year ago. They do lose a lot on their offensive line. As you, as you heard him say, five... All five offensive linemen are lost uh, there, or graduated. So it's really going to be an interesting year for the Hart North. Um, I think William Penn, if if they if they hold steady, it's going to be a good year for them. Um, I I expect this to be a two horse race: Culver Stockton and Grandview. Um, both John and I are picking Grandview to win uh, the division, as as the the rest of the media are um, in the um, preseason rankings. Um, both John and I like Culver Stockton as a dark horse. You say dark horse? They returned seventeen starters. Well, yes, yes, they did. They went six and five though. I, I definitely think you see a lot of improvement out of this Culver Stockton team. Um, and if Grandview doesn't watch out, it's going to be Culver um, winning the division instead of of Grandview. Um, you know, I, th- I think William Penn is going to um, become more consistent. As long as they can take care of the football, you heard uh, what Coach said there that, you know, they started off. Um, with a lot of turnovers, and that really killed in the first few games. You know, the Hart North is, is, is a gauntlet. I mean, uh, not only do you have to play the guys in your own division, but you're having to play the guys in the South. Um, you know, thankfully for, for you know someone like William Penn, that, that shaves Benedictine off their, off their schedule. Um, you know, but you still got Baker and Grandview. Um as, as well as, as a November 14th date with Culver Stockton uh, there at the end of the year. That's going to be a fun one there in Oskaloosa. Um, you know, seeing, seeing what, we, what, they've, what they've got there. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's still nothing to sneeze at. You know, and thrown in the mix, you've got a Missouri Valley team who, no, has, has not played phenomenally as of late, but they're a team with an absolute ton of NAIA history, and at some point you've got to think that they're going to, you know, restore uh, what they once were, 
Might not be this year, might not be next year, might be a little bit down the road, but you can't ever discount Missouri Valley. Um, so for both John and I, uh, our picks are the same here, um, as they as they have been for a lot of others. Um, you know, we're looking at Grandview to, to take it, um, and Culver Stockton to, to possibly play spoiler as the dark horse. Um, and keep it locked in to NAIAF Ball on our Twitter page. Uh, you will get the most up-to-date news on who's playing what and when and who as we get towards the season. As I'm recording this, we are one month and one day away from the fall kickoff. I am so excited. We're five days, no, four days away from starting practice up. And I know that these uh, guys, coaches, players, schools who have not gotten to you know, hear the thud of the pads and, and see uh, practice, they're, they're itching for it. And I know I am too. Um, wear your masks. Um, you know that's how we get. That's how we're going to get football, folks. Um, I, I, you know, ineff- effective or ineffective, it it don't matter to me. I just want to do whatever it takes for us to play some doggone football. Um, I just want to do whatever it takes to play some dadgum football around here, and I know you do too. So be safe. Take precautions, and let's get some football going. We'll talk to you next week.